can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPolcito, and the Celtics come out with a win, 128-123 over the Indiana Pacers. This was way too close for comfort, uh, but we'll get into it. Want to follow today's podcast, same as usual, run through player of the game, uh, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, and... As always, in the last couple weeks here, follow up with some standings updates. Uh, To get things started off and follow trend, which is what I've been doing all season long, uh, Rain and Jays, once again, another 30 by 30 game. Uh, Both of them, absolutely star-studded night. Jason Tatum, 31 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. Uh, Jalen Brown, 32 points. Three rebounds, seven assists. Also added in two steals. Both of these games, outstanding. Jason Tatum, 8 of 10 from the free throw line. Jason uh, Jalen Brown, 6 of 6 from the free throw line. Both of these guys led the team in assists. Uh, and this is this is it. Like This is the Jays performing on the offensive end uh, at a very, very high level. Uh, listen, Jalen Brown, from an efficiency standpoint... Better. 12 of 18, which is absurd shooting numbers. 66% on the night. Jason Tatum, 10 of 24 from the field. Not bad. Uh, Not phenomenal by any means, but solid. Right. The difference, though, and the reason that Jalen isn't far above Jason Tatum, five turnovers for Jalen tonight. Uh, Struggled. A couple stupid ones, too, where like he... Ended up traveling, going down to the rim, kind of lost the ball, uh, but really played an outstanding game. You talk about seeing the floor, finding guys, making the right reads. He had a couple of unbelievable passes tonight. You know, offensively, he had everything going. Like he got off to a lightning hot start, and I said it again, I tweeted it again today. He has never met a first quarter that he didn't like. 14 points after the first quarter uh, and just continued balling out on a huge, huge level. Uh, But 12 of 18 tonight, seven assists. Like these are numbers that you love to see from the Jays. So really good for them for it. Uh, But again, Jason Tatum, couple of monster dunks. And I mean monster dunks. Uh, So this is it. This is this is the blueprint offensively. Both of these guys were playing at such a high level, scoring at a, an efficient rate, but they're playmaking, right? The last two games, we kind of missed this, the Jays playmaking. We got into a little bit more ISO situations, uh, and the assist numbers reflected that. Tonight, you've got Tatum with six assists, Al Horford with six assists, Smart with five, Jalen with seven. Like, this is a huge game for the starting lineup here. Uh, so, you got to give a lot of credit to both of the Jays for kind of pushing through this. I think Al Horford played an outstanding night tonight 17 points, 10 rebounds. Again, the six assists that we were talking about, seven of eight from the field. 
and is just continuing to perform at such a high level. You talk about needing guys to step up in the absence of Robert Williams. This is a guy that's doing it, right? We talked about Al Horford last game with his 15 or so rebounds. This is another really good game where he's putting up double-digit rebounds, but he's also making it happen from the facilitating standpoint. The six assists is huge. And again, stretching the floor. Two of two from three tonight. So this is a guy, Al Horford, at 35 years old, that is doing absolutely everything. And he's doing it at a high level. Uh, a really high level. His counterpart, now that Robert Williams is not playing, uh, or is out for a little bit, Daniel Tice. I talked about it a little bit in the podcast last time against Miami. Uh, But I really, really liked the way Daniel Tice played. And I would have loved to have seen him get the star. And I was tweeting about it earlier today. So I'm glad that Daniel Tice got the opportunity to start. I think he fits in like a glove in this starting lineup. And I I talked about it on Twitter as well. So make sure to follow me on there, at NBA Celtics Guy. Daniel Tice brings a lot of the intangibles that you get from Robert Williams. I'm not saying he's as good. I'm not saying he's better than Time Lord by any means. But a lot of the things that Robert Williams does well, Daniel Tice can also do. Offensive rebounding, he can do. The pick and roll, he can do. The alley-oops, he can do, certainly to a lesser extent. But again, there's obviously less athleticism. So a lot of the situations where you know, Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown would drive and throw it up for an alley-oop. They're throwing up, Daniel Tice is catching it, and he's going up for a layup. It happened back-to-back possessions today. Like, back-to-back, where Jason Tatum drove, found Daniel Tice for a dunk. Uh, Jalen Brown drove, found Daniel Tice for the layup. Back-to-back possessions. He's doing a lot of the things that Daniel Tice does, just in a much less athletic clip. Uh, so this is, it's a good fit. I like him coming out into that starting lineup. Grant sliding back into the position where he's most comfortable uh, off that bench roll, playing with the second unit. Uh, so it's just a good fit. It's a good natural fit. Uh, we'll talk about it, about the you know drawbacks of it, from the defensive standpoint in the next segment. But uh, overall, this is a this is a guy that can fit in. And I'm not going to say seamlessly, but he is pretty damn close to it. He's given you a lot of what you'd get from Time Lord, uh, especially on the offensive end. Not so much on the defensive end, but again, we'll talk about that. Uh, but overall tonight, you look at the game, this is a team where you should have blown them out. Uh, instead, they only win by five, and it takes Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum to score 30 each. Uh, it's, you know, it is what it is. It's W, right? This isn't a this isn't a perfect win by any means. There are certainly a lot of things that you can look at today's game and be like, okay, assist-wise, they moved the ball really well. The Jays got downhill a lot. They didn't rely a ton on iso ball, which... The last couple of games have been that. 
and I'll even go back to the Raptors game. There was a lot of ISO in that game, and there were no Jays on the court. So you definitely don't like seeing that, but you're down four starters. Last game, good amount of ISO. And that was one of the reasons they lost. Like it just the ISO shots weren't falling. I talked about it a lot. Tonight I thought they did a great job of getting downhill and finding guys. And it translated. You know, 128 points tonight versus sub 100 last game. So this is the way they need to play. Defensively, there are issues. Uh, and I want to talk about that before we dive into some of the defensive, you know, issues that we're running into. I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can get $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like, who will make it to the next round? And, Who will hit the most three-pointers? Then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear, and the best part is, All Venture Greens Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CelticsTake15, that's CelticsTake15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, so let's dive into some negatives here. Quick note before we do that. Uh, This is the eighth straight game where Jalen Brown has scored 25-plus points, which is absolutely impressive. Like, beautiful thing to see. Uh, But want to dive into some of the negatives because this is something that we've seen the last couple games here. Uh, Again, take out Toronto because I don't put any stock in that game, but Celtics against Miami, Celtics against Pacers tonight. The defense. While Miami didn't score a ton, there were certainly a lot of issues defensively. And I talked about it in the last podcast, the switch everything defense that the Celtics took over the NBA with is changing, right? Now that Rob Williams is not there, we've decided to start dropping in coverage a lot, 
right? Now that you do not have that free safety in Rob that is getting everything, cleaning up everything, you start to realize some of the drop coverage. And that's where guys are getting to the rim. You saw it a lot in Miami. You saw it again tonight. Points in the paint. This is what teams are doing now. They're attacking us. And it's either giving them a position where they're getting to the rim by blowing by someone, or they're just pulling up for a mid-range, or getting around a screen and pulling up for three. It happened so many times again tonight, and this is continuing to be an issue. right? So this defense still has a lot of work to do in order to get back to a, a playoff form here. So listen, this is a win. But it's a win against a team that is 25 and 53 after tonight. Like they're bad, like really bad basketball team. Tyrese Halliburton, absolute stud. We fouled him out. Love the aggression getting after him. I think Marcus Smart posted him up a couple times. Jalen Brown did his best uh, to draw fouls on him. This is what the Celtics need to do. You you are playing someone that is capable of putting up 30 points. Uh, like Halliburton had 30 points in 26 minutes tonight. If you're playing a guy that's hot like that, you attack him. And you got to give a lot of credit to the Celtics on this. But he tore up our defense. Tore it up. And he exposed a lot of, a lot of issues that the Celtics have seen without Robert Williams in that lineup. And that needs to be fixed in the next couple of games here. I talked about Daniel Tice and how he fits in almost seamlessly in the offense. Defensively, he's the guy that's dropping coverage a lot. Why? Because the last time he played on the Celtics, uh, circa 2018, that's the defense that they played. He would stay around the paint. Guys would run around, and he would stay down there and try to block shots. He's still bringing that aspect where he does have the ability to block shots. Ended up with one tonight. Uh, but that drop coverage is not the same as the switch-everything defense with Rob out there. And that's one of the adjustments that shouldn't be too hard to adjust to like this is a this is a very complicated defense the Celtics are playing there's a reason no other team in the NBA does it at a very high level like the Celtics do or have been able to Uh, so listen it is an adjustment but that needs to happen for this team to truly you know hit their stride come playoff time Uh, listen this is a win A win's a win. Moving forward in the standings, as far as you can see. So you got to take it in stride here. Uh, But at the end of the day, there are still issues that need to be resolved. Uh, With that being said, the Celtics continue to edge a little bit closer in the standings. Solidify themselves in that three spot just a little bit. Right? So as of today, as of, you know, 1030 on April 1st, Miami Heat still in first place. Uh, One game behind them, Milwaukee in the two seed. One and a half games back in the three seed is Boston. And then Philly's two and a half games back. So we've got a 
two-game lead or a one-game lead on Philly. Uh, Two wins in the win column. Still mind-blowing to me that we've played two extra games this late in the season. Uh, But that's where we are. Uh, But anyway, right now we've got a little bit of a lead on the 76ers. So that gives us the the third seed in the Eastern Conference right now. Again, third seed matches up with the sixth seed. As of right now, that's Chicago and Toronto, both tied in that spot. 45 and 32. Chicago has the tiebreaker, so they're right in fifth right now, which moves the Celtics to playing Toronto, who's currently sitting in that sixth seed. That, to me, is scary. Not because I think the Raptors are good, but because we still do not know about the vaccinations. Uh, and this is something that has been keeping me up at night. I am terrified of what's going to happen. Uh, and it's something we have zero control over. They interviewed Al Horford after last game. He said that he would be available to play wherever, which is good. I'm hoping that means Toronto is wherever. Uh, Jalen Brown did not get questioned about it, uh, or he gave some vague answer about what the NBA has done about vaccination options. Uh, Brad Stevens went on Toucher and Rich earlier this morning and was asked about it. He said that he was not going to say anything about vaccination status. So it's a lot of guys that are just kind of skating around the answer. And I do not like that. And this is not, this is not me being pro-vax or you know, against it, right? This is me saying the best, avail- the best ability is availability. How many times have we heard that? It's been brought up with Rob Williams 4,000 times since he's been in the NBA. Right, The best ability is availability. And if these guys are not available to play, I don't give a shit if it's because they're actually injured or they're not vaccinated. That means they can't play. That's the bottom line. right? No political stance. I do not care about it. I don't, I'm not getting into that argument. But that's going to be an issue. right? Like We saw what happened in Toronto where we were down four starters. Like the Celtics played as good as you could down four starters. I thought, you know, every guy kind of stepped up and played a role. But you don't want to go into a playoff situation where your two all-stars in the Jays and Time Lord already out with an injury, potentially Al Horford out because of vaccination, you can't have four starters out. Even if you have home court advantage, that's still potentially three games if you go the full seven against this team. Like, that's an issue. It's a serious issue. Uh, But listen, that's where things are shaping up right now. It's looking like Cleveland's going to be at the seven seed. They've got a two-game lead on Brooklyn and Charlotte, who are actually and Atlanta, who are all just two games behind them. 
so it's crazy 8, 9, and 10 right now. Those guys could be literally anywhere in the next couple days, which changes who they match up with. One Brooklyn Nets loss could drop them all the way down to the 10 seed, which means best case scenario for them, they're a two playing. I mean, they're, they're a seven. Scratch that, reverse it, means they're an eight seed. <laughs> Cannot talk. Math is hard, guys. Uh, which means first round matchup, they're playing Miami in the one seed, which I'm all for, but that also means that they now have the easiest path to the NBA Finals if they beat Miami. I can't really say easy because as of right now, it's they face Miami, and then they face Philly. So it's not really an easy matchup by any means. And then you got to face Boston or Milwaukee. But uh, they have the better of the two matchups if they end up in that eight seed versus the seven, which would be you know going up against a team like Milwaukee. So, I mean, listen, either way, I love seeing Brooklyn down at the bottom. But they're at a point where, you know, one loss, like let's just say they go out and play a one bad game in the play-in tournament, they're done. Like their entire season's over just because of one bad game. If they're in that seven or eight seed, at least they have, you know, the option to lose one and then go win one. The chances of them losing two in a row to these play-in teams, probably not high, right? But anyone can win any game on any given day. I've said that on this podcast a million times throughout this season. It's just the way it is. So at this point, the Celtics, we're in a good spot. We're in a good spot. One and a half games back from the one seed, I don't really care about the one seed at this point anymore. I want our guys to be healthy. You know, I have a a pretty good feeling that they're going to end up resting guys at some point soon. I would say that Milwaukee game, probably going to rest guys. Uh, And listen, it is what it is. We've got Washington on Sunday, which, fingers crossed, should be a fairly easy win for the Celtics. Uh, But then you've got the back-to-back. You've got Celtics at Bulls on Wednesday and then Celtics at Bucks on Thursday, right? Like those are two huge games as far as standings go uh, and can really shift where the Celtics land. Uh, And then you have to follow that up, Celtics at Grizzlies. Again, you really don't know what's going to happen in either of those three games because the Bulls at that point are probably going to have clinched a playoff seed. They still might be fighting for seeding, but Milwaukee, they might have a a big enough lead where they don't really need to. They might sit guys. Memphis, I would say it's a 99% chance that a lot of their guys are going to be resting. That'll be their last game. They're They've got a six-game lead over the Golden State Warriors for they're currently holding the second seed. They're eight and a half games back from Phoenix, so they're pretty much locked in at the two seed. 
they're probably going to be resting, guys, because it's not worth getting someone injured. Uh, So that game may be a win. With the Washington win, could put us in a position where if we steal one against Chicago or Milwaukee, we could be moving up in the standings a little bit. Uh, But that's where everything stands. That's where we're going to wrap things up today. If you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Uh, make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. And more importantly, make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five-star written review. All of those written reviews greatly help the podcast numbers. The more reviews I have on Apple, on Spotify, whatever it is, the more people it gets pushed out to that search for Celtics. And that's all I can ask for. Uh, So make sure to do that, guys. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We will talk soon. I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it, nah, I can't help it, nah, I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic.